Reading Radio Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Laura. Thank you for joining us this month. It has been a little bit chaotic. Chaotic? Chaotic. A little chaotic in our house. I hope, uh, hope things are going better for all of you. What have you been up to, Laura? I've been doing a lot of writing. I started a story idea I've had for a little bit. So I've been working on that. A lot of music-based things. What about you, Dan? Started a new job. Uh, recently got the COVID, mm. so we're <laughs> dealing with that as a family. My new job's a lot more demanding, too, so I'm just trying to figure out how to balance everything in life. Been setting a goal to read a lot more. Of course, staying <laughs> doing the podcast is always helpful, and uh, but reading a lot more on the side as well. So before we get started too much, just want to say thank you to all of you for December. It was one of our best months ever. We continue to grow at a phenomenal rate thanks to you sharing the podcast with your friends, inviting them to join the Facebook uh, Reading Radio group. Yeah, of course, if you join there, the top post there that we have pinned helps you to, well, helps us decide what we're going to read in the following months. So if you want to have any influence on the books that we read, go ahead and put them out there. Apparently, you can only add new options if you're on a laptop, though. For some reason, I, I've been told a phone doesn't let you add new options, so I apologize for that. If you put them in the comments, I'll try to actually add them, and then we'll uh, continue to vote. Right now, this month, we are looking at The Cadre Kids, a book or series of books by Mary Mulligan. Mary reached out to me on Twitter, and so uh, she get, sent copies of the books to us, and we said we'd read them and do them as part of the show. They're really interesting, of course, to us. Why don't you tell them why it was interesting? It has been described as an action-adventure with ghost-hunting homeschoolers forced into a public school nightmare in the middle of all conspiracies. <laughs> so, yeah, being homeschoolers ourselves, we thought, hey, this sounds like a really interesting book to, to jump into. Didn't know really anything about it. Um, in fact, didn't know that the two books were originally supposed to be published as one. We only read the first book. Which might so actually the be the first half. half. Yeah. Probably should have read them both as part of this review, uh, but we didn't schedule our time appropriately. Didn't find that out until I talked to the author afterwards. All right. Initial impressions, or you want to do uh, our spoiler-free reviews? Talk about our scores. And... We're gonna do spoiler-free reviews. All right. Spoiler-free reviews. Uh, five stars being every, the best book everybody should read. This one star being she wasted a lot of paper. What, what do you uh, what do you say this book was? I'd say this was about maybe a three and a half. Okay. It took me a little bit to get into the story and then um, to understand the different, like, separate the characters from each other. Yeah. I think this whole, everything we say about this book has to be kind of caveated with we only really read the first half of a book or of a a story that's supposed to go together. Mm -hmm. So if you think about how long it took to ramp up, if you if you add illusion, the second part, then that's much less a much smaller percentage. Because I had the same kind of issue. It took a minute, a chapter or two, to get into things. I'll be honest though, by about halfway through, I was so triggered. Um, and I mean, I don't mean that. I mean that in the I don't know. I mean it in the way I guess it sounds. I'm I'm finding I am heavily influenced by perceived injustices. And I do not like the feeling of people being helpless, which I won't get into too much of a spoiler, but does happen in this it family, does. and it drives me nuts. It's one of the things I I love dystopian end of the world fiction, but those kind of situations always come up because where there's no law, there's no police, there's no justice, that kind of stuff happens, and it drives me crazy. It makes me feel very uncomfortable. So about halfway about halfway through this book, 
the loss of control that I felt, I just had to keep plowing through. I don't know if you remember, but I was just sitting upstairs while y'all were watching TV, and I'm like yelling at us, yelling, yeah, because it was like, no, this book's driving me crazy, but in a good way. Like it got under my skin and made me plow through to read it. So I would actually give it a four over because because of my personal interaction I had with it. I've discovered something about myself as uncomfortable as it is. Interesting. You don't normally rate higher than I do. No, I usually don't. I'm not. I'm not easily impressed. But this book, this book got me. It was in a good way. Cause I, I probably haven't stopped thinking about it on some level for a while because of the way it impacted me. Don't think that'll happen for everybody. It but definitely that, seems to have a different meaning from like the homeschoolers' perspective. Yes. From it, a family that does that. It would be interesting to hear from some of our fans. Uh, and go ahead and post in the Facebook group what you think about it. Uh, but it would be interesting to hear from non-homeschool families if it had the same kind of impact or what they thought along the lines. Um, age level? It wasn't that, like, it's not a big book and it wasn't that hard to read. So I'd say maybe 11 and 12 just because it had some more political-based concepts that might be harder for a younger kid to understand. But content-wise, there was nothing. At least nothing that I caught. Yeah, nothing adult or inappropriate. Tales of people doing bad things. But yeah, I was going to say the same thing about the political aspect. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> if you're not a very politically-minded family or your, your kids don't know a lot about those sorts of things, then they may be lost on some of the topics. Or may not even find them interesting, I suppose. But that's a good point. I'd say 11 or 12. Maybe as a read-along where they can ask questions, you could go a little bit lower, but that's probably a good But I wouldn't go too much lower, even if it was a read-out loud. Probably not. What's funny is I think it's it's meant as a middle grade. Mary, <laughs> Mary's actually a member of our Facebook group now. So if you want to tell us we're wrong, feel free. <laughs> but I think feeling like was a little more middle grade than young adults, so our age is probably about right. Yeah. Okay. Anything else to cover before we blow this thing up into the spoiler zone? I don't think so. All right, so our book this month is The Cadre Kids. The first book is Larceny, and it's by Mary Mulligan. And uh, if you don't want to be spoiled on the book, you should stop listening now, go read the book, and come back and finish the show. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's spoil the crap out of it. What'd you think? I would be so mad! <laughs> yes. Uh, that, and that's part of why I had that triggered conversation, because if this sort of thing was happening in real life, I don't know that I wouldn't do illegal things. I would probably be such a bad student if I had to go to public school <laughs> in that situation. And not, okay, so we're again, assuming everyone now has read the book, but these kids are, for, are forced into a situation where not only are they in public school, they're in a boarding school. They're forced to go live at this school, which... They didn't have beds built for them ahead of time. It was really poorly planned out, quite government, typical government work. <laughs> so they're all sleeping in a gym on bunk beds throughout the night. I'm sure they get tons of sleep. With, you know, somebody it's, At some point, somebody's out of bed going to the bathroom the whole, the whole night, night would be my guess. I mean, it's bad enough at camp, right? Yeah. You aren't getting any sleep, which isn't good for education, and that causes a whole other cascade of problems. Especially because, like, they said you have to go to the bathroom in alphabetical order. And so people weren't in bed for, like, one because there were so many kids. Right. So, so many problems with that, but that'd be a terrible situation. All right, let's 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 back up and talk early story. So we, we're introduced up front to Rosa and Jake, the twins. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're staying with uh, near, near Scout, Cody, Sam, and Max. Yes. The neighbors with their grandparents because they're staying, like, upstate New York. 
right? Having a good time. That With their adopted brother Ted. Was was he there yet? Yeah, he was there. It's been he a while since the beginning. Okay. So yeah, so they're having their little fun in the summertime, which I thought was a good story, very Penderwicks-ish. Like, yes. Let's just start like here's what kids are doing in the summer, having fun, introduce the care. I'll tell you what, the uh the prologue of this threw me. I think. Do you remember it? She was talking about how they betrayed her and they kicked her out. Like that Ted and Jake were doing their own thing and weren't including her. Oh yeah. Well, we don't get to that part in Larceny. I think that starts to happen in the next book. And so the prologue is to the whole series. That threw me off. Again, this is our fault for, for not understanding quite how the book played together. Uh, but then it instantly starts talking about their story. And I thought that, like the going around and doing the ghost history is a good way to look at it. And I thought it was really cool that like their mom always had the pop quiz after because that seems like something our mom would do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Homeschool families are always educating. Like, but we do it in a fun way. Right. You don't even notice when we're doing it most of the time. That's the fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not cool. I'm going to be looking for your secrets now. That's fine. You do. I mean, it's just about living life, right? So we're always trying to find ways to... And you and your sister love to do the little quizzes together against each other and try to figure stuff out. Which, yes. What German Tiger Mom... Is that what they called her, right? Your tiger mom loved to do. I love that her name is Gretchen because we have a homeschool mom friend whose name is Gretchen. And so that's who she is in my head. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I'm picturing our friend Gretchen. I see that too. <laughs> yes. That's, she's German tiger mom from now on. Uh, but it was fun to see, you know, them starting their own YouTube channel, having having just that adventure outdoor. Because you don't get a lot of stories in modern times where the kids are kind of free range mm-hmm. and being allowed to go do and invent and, and come up with that kind of stuff. Do you have that those kind of experiences? I don't see your friends doing that a lot. Not really, because there's not like very many places we can go without adults. We're kind of stuck in this small area. In the herbs. We can go to the school playground or the other playground. That's pretty much as far as we can get to on our own. Right, but if you go stay with your grandparents in upstate West Virginia, you've got. I mean, you can travel for miles and not be found, and you did. You know, you and your cousin climbed a mountain barefoot or in flip-flops or something because you could we didn't realize the trail went all the way up the mountain and by the time we realized we were already there and i wouldn't let them turn around so yeah i think the problem is in a, in a more suburban urban environment like we're kind of in the middle it is it's it's harder to get around whereas where mm-hmm. i grew up i you could just go, go anywhere yeah i go up over the hills into the forest and i was lost in the woods for you know all day long till it got dark and i had to come home occasionally i come home when i was hungry eat and then get kicked back out but I also didn't have air conditioning so it wasn't like I wanted to stay in the house it was miserable maybe we should just turn our air conditioning off and kick you girls out of the house anyway I don't like that plan because none of our friends will leave the house that's true anyway I, th- I thought it was good of the, of the kids to be like in that creator mode mm-hmm. and then finding ways to uh, I don't know make education fun they're learning about the history of things and doing their own studies right but they're doing it by like Hunting ghosts and crawling in creepy old tunnels. Totally something I would do. Would you? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to find a creepy old tunnel and put you up to that. Okay. All right. So then we're introduced pretty quickly to uh, Hunter. That the transition threw me off a little bit. Did it? The congressman's son. What did you think of him as a character? He seemed interesting. He seemed very like a Draco Malfoy-ish character. Kind of come from the more posh environment. A bit more stuck up than the Murphy Murphy's. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting dynamic to see the more like, oh, this is good. This is how it's going to go versus the, this is terrible. This is going to ruin our lives. Yeah. Well, it was interesting. Like, you talk about being cocky. He, he threw, you know, what they say, he 
he drove off nannies left and right. Mm-hmm. And then I felt a little bad for him because, like, his mom obviously didn't care. Yeah. His dad was too busy. He didn't care. And so he's just kind of, I don't know, a showpiece because a congressman has to have a family in order to be elected and look decent. Yeah. And so that's it. His wife and his kid are just that. So he can accomplish what he needs to accomplish. So he's just kind of stuck there. Right. And then he gets the attention of Isabel. Or Isabella. Isabella. Yeah. She turns out, starts to sound like she's pretty cool, but then by the end of it, you're like, oh, no, this chick is just straight evil. Mm-hmm. Um, very much an ends justify the means and I'm going to do whatever I need to do kind of person. Don't like her at all. Don't want to see how she turns out in an illusion, but <laughs> we'll get there. It was kind of an interesting scene to have them, like, going and tagging all the cars. Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is vandalism. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're going to go vandalism, that's fairly removable. But I don't know that it helps your cause. If you're vandalizing cars with a bumper sticker for a bill that you're trying to get passed, I, that's going to put a sour taste in my mouth towards the bill. I'm not going to be in favor of it if you put stickers all over my car. Yeah, that would probably throw me off as well, but I don't have a car. So, can't speak much on that. <laughs> Yet. Yet. So what did you think about the bill as a rule? Like, as it was laying out his reasons for why it should happen, did that convince you in any way? Not really. It seems like it's, like, the vast majority of kids go to public school to begin with. So it seems like just pointing out the flaws in their own system. Interesting. Say more about that. Well, so homeschooling is not the majority of the population. Sure, like 3%. And as it showed, when you do get tested to go into public school, it tends to be higher. But then the talking about how the illiteracy causes problems. And so... That feels more on a problem on the government side for not teaching reading as well as they should because most kids do go to the public schools already. So what if we iron, uh, not, I'm not straw man, steel man this to say we make the argument as solid as we can. You've got peop- you've got kids in a lot of situations who are dealing with you know, a single parent home, mm-hmm. mom's working all the time, so there's nobody there to, to take care of them when they get home. Or to, to do homework. To do homework and help them out. So having them in a boarding school situation in that case might actually be beneficial because they'll have 24-7 support to get what they need. Yes. Is there an argument to that? It could be because, I mean, I guess... I don't know. I feel like there has to be one, but I feel almost as if I put a blocker in my mind that there is no good to this. That's a terrible idea. You should never do that. The sleep problem. Like... The fact that that seemed to be a major problem will definitely impact it. Yeah, well, and part of that was they hadn't they hadn't built out what they were supposed to have built out already. Mm-hmm. So they were sleeping in a different school than they were actually going to. Yeah, that whole thing was a little was a little messed up because they, as I'm dealing with at work right now, often the government decides to do a thing but never considers how it's going to get done or how long it's going to take to get it done. But you're on the hook to do it. So that proved much where they were. If they implemented the plan, the bill got passed, and it's going to happen. It's my whole time. I kept going. Why don't they move? But then I realized he's military. He just can't move. Yeah. So he's actually stuck in Florida. I'd, like the rest of the family could move to Alabama or some other place. The rest where of it, them could move and be homeschooled. Yeah, but I don't want not wanting to break up the family is not something I can begrudge them for. And it's not that would <laughs> destroy the point of the story. Yeah, but. of course. Well, if they're, I'm trying to remember if they said what part of Florida they were in now, but if they're like down in Miami, you're looking at six hours to drive up to visit, where if you're up in the Panhandle, you could be, 
I mean, we're three hours from Indianapolis, three hours from two hours from Michigan, two and a half hours from Pennsylvania, an hour and a half to Kentucky. Like we have this luxury of being very close to multiple states. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're all the way in Miami, you're not getting anywhere fast. Nope, nope. It's not like you can you know just travel every weekend to see your family like you could if they were living an hour away. So that's it. That was. Something just kept coming up into my head and I had to remind myself, one, it's part of the story, but two, he's military. There are reasons as well. I liked the part where it kind of seemed to be the climax of the obvi- more obvious problems when they were at the restaurant for the fundraiser. Because mm-hmm. that part was good because it kind of showed Rose's character. She was interested in like the food and the history of the building, so she got to go see that. But then it also, um, GTM started because that's when the big problems kind of started happening. The right. big fights against um, the congressman. Yes, I know his name. Yeah, it was interesting how Ted got away and then found mm-hmm. out that they were arrested. They were arrested, and unfortunately, that's. I feel like that's the way things could work out. Like no one's going to arrest the congressman, even though it was him and his goons that caused the problems. So everyone else is the one that and, gets in trouble. And they went outside of their jurisdiction to take. You know, to try to take the phone to get rid of the evidence of what of what was said. Yeah. And then, of course, it just becomes the whole big mess up about making GMT look or GTM look bad, and, and people aren't interested in seeking the truth. They just want their side they, to win, and they want the show. Right. Which is what started to really trigger me. Like I, I read to get away from that kind of stuff, and I try not to involve myself too heavily in it in real life because mm-hmm. I have I'm like an, an addict going back to their hit and. Being a political junkie, I don't want to go back there anymore. So I tried to stay away from that, and this was this was the part where I, I struggled, but then I got into it uh, more because I had to get to closure, I had to understand what was going on. But what did you, what else did you find interesting about that that scene or setting? The part about the video camera was also interesting, like the fact that they tried to take it mm-hmm. because what they knew they messed it up. Yeah. But then didn't he get away with the camera? Teddy did, yeah, because the uh, the waitress. Like caused, Helped him. Or the, the hostess or whatever, yeah. She tripped things up and he was able to get away, but nobody else was. And so then you come back and they're like all sitting in prison. Yep. Or like in the police station. I love the fact that they had, uh, he had his buddy there sitting next to them acting like a, like a regular prisoner. And they're like, oh, hey, your dad's here. Wait, you know him? I'm like, that sounds cool. <laughs> like ex-military guys figuring things out. That'd be scary, though. It would be a little. be kind of cool. I just like... I've been to jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not such a cool place that you want to you want to be involved in. And thank, thankfully, they had the protection of the charges were dropped. It was really just a tactic to get them out of the way, mm-hmm. so they could finish off what they wanted to say without common sense questions. Yeah, don't ask. You don't want that to happen. That's, and that's not what you want at a fundraiser. You don't want those kind of questions happening at a fundraiser. That's just to for the people that like you to give you money so that you can continue mm-hmm. to move forward. It's not. Most of our most of our political system isn't adversarial. We don't really open the opportunity for people to talk to and against one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the British system, um, if you've ever watched it. Most of what I, most of our Congress is just sound bites. They're making a speech so that they can get a sound bite so they can put it on their website so that their fans will be happy. In Britain, they actually have head to head like I'll stand up and I'll say something, then you stand up and you say something back to me and it, it gets pretty vicious, but it's entertaining. And at least they're talking kind of to each other. I want to watch this. Now. As opposed to, yeah, I'll show it to you afterwards. As opposed to past each other. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, like, hey, we're both talking, but we're not really engaged. Like, you don't have to be here for me to say what I have to say and vice versa. 
So, anyway, it is what it is. We've kind of lost the ability to have a good debate and hear somebody else's side. Oh, yeah, it's because it's, it's, people don't like, I mean, nobody likes to hear something that contradicts what they believe, especially their deeply held beliefs. It's uncomfortable. But mm-hmm. we, we hold those things to such a degree that we can't separate our identity from our beliefs. Like, I may believe a thing, and you may prove that thing to be wrong, but that doesn't destroy me as a person. In fact, I will grow as a person if I recognize that. and Rather than just denying it. Yeah, and change, my, change my mind and go with the new information. But that's not the way people, especially when we watch The Social Dilemma here in the last month, people get pushed off into their little bubbles where everybody agrees with them, and they just get encouraged to believe deeper and deeper into that thing that they already believe. So you never hear the contradicting sides unless right. it's stir up trouble to begin with. Exactly. And people don't usually seek that information out. Mm-hmm. Because, again, it's uncomfortable. The best case you can hope for is you look up something to prove your point, and you find evidence against your point, and it, you go, hey, well, I, I wanted evidence, but I, and I found it. It just doesn't agree with me. Again, there's confirmation bias and all sorts of cognitive dissonance that happens there where people <laughs> see, even they've, they've proven that evidence that proves you wrong will make you believe your wrong point stronger than... Like a little kid throwing Yeah, you're just throwing your, digging your heels in. So, how do you think, I mean, the, the, again, the ending of the book was kind of weird because it's, it was meant kind of to roll over. Um, the author said this was originally meant to be published as one volume. The publisher broke it down for various reasons, but I think the close for what it was was interesting, and it was kind of like that cliffhanger that makes you mm-hmm. want to go, all right, now we're setting, we're getting a whole new setting, we're getting a whole new set of problems. Obviously, they're going to have some interaction with Hunter there at the school. How's this going to go down, especially with their judo? Please tell me Rosa takes him out. Like, that's all I want. I want to see Hunter messing with Jake and Ted, and Rosa just comes in and knocks him out. Or Jake actually does it, because Rose already said, I can't defend you, because then you'll be the guy who gets defended by his sister. That's bad for you. She was really smart about that. That's true. So, anything else? I'm curious, what do you think would happen if this law was passed and would affect us? Uh, well, it was passed at a state-by-state level. We would move if it, if it was passed in Ohio. <laughs> you just move in different spots until yeah. you run out. Uh, we would move until, we're, until we weren't affected by it. I mean, not that we're against public schooling, but we're not going to be forced to do something we don't think is in the best interest of our children. You know, if if next year you're like, hey, I want to go to public school, and here's the reasons why, because I want to be able to take these classes that, that we can't really do at home, mm-hmm. do, you know, advanced chemistry or things like that, <laughs> that nature, or things that your mom and I can't help you with because we're not that smart. Great. <laughs> let's, let's figure that out. Let's get you enrolled. Let's see what that looks like. But uh, I'm not going to let the federal government who doesn't know you determine what's the best course of education for you because the idea that education is one size fits all is already ludicrous and I think that's falling apart I think if anything this this bill's going the opposite direction of public opinion mm. people are recognizing that you know kids are very different trying to educate them all with the same blanket solution doesn't work homeschooling is great for people who have the, the ability and the privilege to be able to do it but it's not available to everybody so charter schools and things like that have been able to have picked up and given people a little more variety and option, but they're getting fought by the powers that be as well. So unless the public schools are willing to do a little more uh, customized educational options, uh, I think other things are just going to have to bubble up. Um, and I think if people tried to have their kids take, if they tried to take kids away, like from parents, some parents would be very thankful for it, like you said. But I think most most parents would be like, that's not going to happen. I think it will be, even if they were considering homeschool to public school, they'd be like, 
you're going to make me do this? Heels in the dirt, not yeah, moving now. Exactly. What's that? We have a phrase in our house. It's dishes. Mm-hmm. Stolen from a friend of ours. It's when you're about to do, or you're already in the middle of doing something and somebody asks you to do it, you don't want to do it anymore. You just want to drop it and go. And it started because a friend of mine was doing the dishes when his friend said, his dad said, hey, why don't you do the dishes? And that just became a shortcut in their house and it's become a shortcut in our house. So I think that would be the same thing. People would be like, well, I was thinking about going to public school, but now that you're forcing me to, no. I always think if something's such a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. But I'm a very free market individual that way. Unless the boarding school is Hogwarts, I don't think I'd like that. <laughs> There's no sorting hat as far as we know. <laughs> Maybe that's how they get the personalized education. You take a test and you're sorted into different houses. Oh, that may, that's an option. <laughs> All right, anything more productive to say about, about Cadre Kids? I don't think so. All right, so our next book chosen by our fans in the Reading Radio Facebook Club, please go ahead, please go and join it, is going to be To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, I'm a little bit into it already, and I'm realizing I don't know anything about this book. I thought I did, but I don't. So I'm interested to see where it goes. Again, I thought I knew it. I don't know much about it. I know it's one of the more classic books, but I don't... Other than that, that's pretty much where Blind draws. Yeah, so it would be interesting to read. Uh, We'll warn from from what I know so far, for those of you who are interested, it is an older book and written in an older time, and so it does use the N-word a few times. If you're offended by those kind of things, uh, don't write me. Write Harper Lee. And um, skip this one, especially if you have, if you have littles that would be offended or, or not understand the context in which the book was written. Until then... Happy reading! Happy reading! Thanks for listening! Reading Radio is a podcast released under a Creative Commons 3.0 share-alike license. The music that you're now hearing is by Kevin McLeod of Income Tech, also released under Creative Commons share-alike attribution license. It means you can use this show for any non-commercial purpose as long as you give us credit. All notes and anything else you'd want to find out about Reading Radio can be found at reading-radio.com. If you head over there, you can subscribe to this podcast as well as join our Facebook group where you can contribute to telling us what books we should read. Because Reading Radio is all about bringing families and friends together through a mutual love of young adult literature. And we'd love for you to join us. Happy reading.